Welcome to the podcast series from the National Centre for Research Methods at the University of Southampton. In today's podcast, Professor Kerry Jewett from the Institute of Education talks about the NCRM-funded MIDAS project, which is researching methodological innovation in the digital arts and social sciences. So the MIDAS project is about trying to understand and exploit and extend the synergies between digital arts and social sciences. So it's about trying to develop an innovative set of methods, a methodological framework that's capable of capturing a more holistic understanding of how people communicate and what the role of the body is in communication. So why would you say then that it is important that we we try to understand the synergies between these two very Uh, one might think distinct disciplines and areas of research. The communication environment that we're all working in is becoming more and more complex. It's becoming increasingly visual and embodied in its character, especially in terms of developments in digital technologies that involve gesture in the body and move us away from the screen and the keyboard as ways of interacting. And in that kind of very challenging environment around communication, the role of the visual and the role of the sensory and the role of what we actually do is changing considerably. And so the methods in social sciences are developing to research that complex environment. But arts-based methods already have some pretty suitable ways of tackling many of these contemporary challenges. So bringing together social sciences and the arts can help have this holistic view where a lot of the stuff that social sciences isn't very good at looking at, like the sensory, like the emotional, like more holistic view of what it means to be in the world. The arts has pretty well nailed, but it's not necessarily good at articulating that in terms of it being a set of practices it's much more intuitive so bringing them together can help overcome what's been called parochialism by opening both of them up to study common phenomena like the body and the digital from different perspectives but also it can help generate imaginative research questions it can help provide us with a wider range of methodological tools and perspectives for creative use And in doing so, I think it can help enable a deeper, more holistic understanding of the body, of the technical. So I think that's why it's important, because the world that we're all looking at in social science and the arts is changing. And I think we have a lot to offer one another in that respect. So how might that work at a a very practical level then? And and are there challenges or, or difficulties also that need to be overcome? The social sciences, it can help the arts articulate its methods differently. And in doing so, there's lots of tensions as well between bringing these methods together. Like we've seen in the Midas case studies that there's a concern within the arts that a social science approach could destroy creativity, could dissipate some of the energy that's created by a very random, serendipitous approach. So there's a desire for some kind of robustness, but not to adopt all of the values of social science. And likewise, there's a concern within social science that the arts-based methods might be too intuitive or too crazy, you know, so it's trying to find ways to bring them together, to understand that these methods are coming from different kinds of places with different time scales. 
So we need to understand those tensions and understand when they can't be brought together as well. What approaches are you taking to try to establish what these synergies may be between these two disciplines? How have you gone about it? We've got six case studies and our partners are the Royal College of Arts, the London College of Fashion, Brunel Digital Performance Studio and then social scientists drawn from the Institute of Education, from psychology, from interaction studies, and from external cognition. So we've got quite different kinds of people there. And what we've done is doing six ethnographic case studies where we've gone into a team in each of those places. We've looked at a member of staff who's leading research methods programme. We've attended such methods programmes and observed the kinds of presentations, kinds of interactions, what actually happens there, the practices of doing and learning research in those six sites. We've followed then a couple of students to see the kinds of practices they're engaged in around the digital and the body and what kinds of methods they use and how they talk and think about the body and the digital and methods. From those six case studies, we're then going to do a comparative analysis across six sites to look at how is the body, the digital and methods conceived in those different ways and what kind of commonalities are there, what tensions are there. So, for example, the body, you could argue, is fragmented very differently in those different sites. So in the London College of Fashion Digital Fashion Studio, the body is literally cut up along the lines of footwear, contour, which is lingerie, accessories. So it's literally divided up by the technology. So you have foot scanners, hand scanners, you have whole body scanners. It's a different kind of way of thinking about the body. Whereas in the psychology setting we're looking at, the body is very absent. So it's looking at how people navigate through space. The body is really not talked about or made present in any very explicit way. So we're looking at how the body comes into these sites, what happens to it, how it's researched. After we've done this comparison, I suppose we'll have a sense of what the points of connection are across these different sites. You've also been looking quite closely at instances of collaboration between the two, haven't you? We found an artist in the Royal College of Art who's one of our participants who's been working with a senior consultant in fertility in Imperial College. And she has been working with him to make some speculative designs about future fertility. And so he says she can articulate ideas and thoughts that he has about the future and concerns and find a new way of presenting this relationship to technology that makes people think about what is fertility. So we're finding these interdisciplinary collaborations and we're exploring them, trying to understand them. And we're also interviewing key players in the field, like Eva Hornicker, who have brought together art-based methods and social science methods. And we're doing interviews with them, both that will be podcast on our website, but also that will provide data that underpins our work, along with a literature review of key studies around the arts and social sciences. And then we're, we're having a series of agenda-setting workshops, and these are really fun, and we're bringing all the artists and the social science people together and exploring different things that are falling out of ethnographic case studies. 
And so one thing that's been clear across all of the work we've done so far is interdisciplinary work seems to fall out of very serendipitous, random events for both art people and social science people. Now, in order to look at these collaborations, you've actually gone so far as to mock up an idea for an app. Can you tell us how how that works? We have one set of methods from the arts and one set of methods from the social scientists. It's like it spins them. So if you imagine you've got two wheels, one with arts and one with social sciences, and you spin these two wheels and then they bring two of the methods together. Sound walks from the artist context and interviews from the social science context. And then what we did was say to people, could you imagine these two methods being used together? If you can't imagine them, why not? And if you can imagine them, what kind of ways would you use them? So we tried to bring together this random serendipitous character of interdisciplinary work and the arts with a robust justification of why you use the methods from a social science perspective. Partly what those conversations did was throw up all of the tensions between the arts-based people and the social science-based people. So they threw up the way in which arts-based people would talk about control in in a very different way than the social science people, for example. They threw up issues about the researcher position, how in the arts environments, the researcher and the participant really are one. The boundaries are very, very different. So we had a performance artist talking with an experimental psychologist about their research position, and that's useful in terms of getting out what methods is. So we're trying to engage people with one another in ways that throw up some of tensions and some of the possibilities and also get some of the languages between us and how we talk about methods and some of the kind of values. It's very clear that this is an incredibly exciting and innovative project on many, many different levels and almost as a bit of a byproduct. but you've also developed these ideas of creating digital field notes and I think it's something that researchers would be interested in. So perhaps you can just tell us a little bit about that. It's a great project, actually. I love it. But because what we're looking at is a highly visual and multimodal environment going in and taking standard written ethnographic field notes can't work for us and and that's the case for lots of other ethnographers in different kinds of environments but why it particularly can't work for us in this project is because a lot of what we're looking at, a lot of the kinds of interactions we're observing, people actually aren't saying anything. They're very intensely engaged with a bit of technology or an artefact that they're making. Or in the arts-based context, they might have a slight aversion to having to articulate themselves in a written or a spoken way. They might prefer to let their sketchbooks talk for them, for example. So through the work that we We've had to combine photos, video and short audio recordings as well as written notes. And so what we've been doing is doing all of our ethnographic data collection on an iPads so that we can move very quickly between those different resources. And why that is, is we want to get this sense of being there and to narrate the events and the practices that we're seeing. So we've been using that technology to try and capture this rich sense of the environment. Now, it is still very much early days for the project, Kerry, but I wonder in the longer term how you hope it might contribute to the way in which we all see and understand the world in which we live. I think the contribution a project will make in the long term is that it will provide some ideas to support interdisciplinary working for us. 
And I think the whole aim of the project really is to provide a methodological playground through which we can experiment and explore it, hybridise, borrow and embrace different kinds of methods. So ultimately, the aim is to extend methodological perspectives and ideas and approaches and find ways to foster new interdisciplinary insights, both into methods, but also more substantively into how we think about the body and the digital. I think the project will give ideas to support interdisciplinary work. So we'll be able to say something about the conditions for productive collaboration across arts and social sciences, like what's worked, what doesn't work, what basis there has to be in order to get something productive. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche to say there has to be a level of trust, but I think there also has to be other kinds of conditions there. And I think through these interviews with key experts, we'll be able to say something more precise about what those conditions are to support people thinking about, OK, if I'm going to do this interdisciplinary work, what do we need to put in place first? What kind of characteristics do we need to have as partners? What kind of journey are we going to have to go on together, if you like? I think that by providing quite concrete resources about how to support conversations across the arts and social sciences, then I think that we'll be able to contribute contribute to encouraging where appropriate interdisciplinary work that we'll also be able to say something about what kinds of methods can't go together when it's not appropriate what the gains and losses are of bringing the arts and social sciences together so that we can kind of map that field. Professor Kerry Jewett will be talking more about the MIDAS project at the ESRC Research Methods Festival in July. There's more information available about the project at www.midas.ioe.ac.uk and more about the festival at www.ncrm.ac.uk.